Hi, this is Kyle Grader and Andre Landis, and welcome to Faith Passion Podcast. Good morning and welcome to Faith Passion Podcast. We are so happy to have you on the show today. Um, Before we get into the show, we want to, of course, direct you towards our social media as well as our platforms that uh, the show is on. So we have Instagram and Facebook for our social media accounts. You can go follow us on there. Instagram, you're going to look up faith underscore passion underscore podcast. You will find us on there. And on Facebook, you can just type in Faith Passion Podcast. It's a page you can go like and follow. That's great. It's another platform we use to get our content out, um, to let you guys know about upcoming episodes, to let you guys know what's going on, to take polls, just to know kind of what's going on with Faith Passion Podcast and what's to come. Uh, So for our platforms, we we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we are on Buzzsprout, uh, and the Buzzsprout webpage URL is faithpassionpodcast.buzzsprout.com. That is our host site. That is where we uh, upload all of our content. And then from there, it distributes out uh, to Apple, to Spotify, and now onto YouTube. We are on YouTube now. If you guys want to go check us out there, um, we've been there for a couple weeks now. Not all of our shows are up there yet. We're still working on getting them all up. But all the other platforms, they are up and ready to go. So you can go on any of those platforms, look for us, listen to us, um, subscribe. That would be great if you could subscribe to our channels so we know who's listening, who's invested in this thing going forward. All right, one little quick announcement before we get into the show. Um, as as you guys uh, know from last show, Andre is away still. Um Last time I, I told you he was going to Italy, they actually had a little change of plans. They got to the airport and decided to do a little quick change in their uh, travel plans. So they actually went to London. Um, I've seen some pictures and videos of what they've been doing. It looks like they've been having a ton of fun. So just keep praying for them that they'd have a good time over there, um, that they'd get back safely, that they won't get sick or anything like that. So just pray um, for their safety and for their uh, return home. Okay, so today's show, I want to talk about something um, that's really dear to my heart, and it's, it's it, there's a certain uh, passage in the Bible that has just been instrumental in my in the growth in 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 my faith in Jesus over the past, I'd say maybe ten years, but really the past like five or six years specifically. Um, these couple verses that I'm about to read and then kind of delve into just really have struck a chord in my heart. And it's something I want to share with you guys today. Hopefully this can impact you. Hopefully it can uh, encourage you guys to, um, well, do what it says. And I'm about to, to explain that. So Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So, if it's not obvious, today we are going to be talking about trust. Now, trust is a very, it can be a very finicky thing, 
and and the way we talk about it in today's culture, the way we discuss it with our friends and our family, it's something that we don't necessarily always know what it what it means, right? Um, the word trust and faith sometimes kind of get um, mixed matched, and, and we use them kind of interchangeably. And the one way you can think about conceptualize this idea of trust, this idea of faith, is um, think about a chair. Okay, so you have a chair. Maybe you're sitting on a chair right now. Now, if you can, get up from that chair and look at the chair and and, and think, okay, am I going to sit in this chair and trust it to hold my weight, to hold me up, that it won't just break under me? Or am I going to trust that and I'm just going to go and sit down? Or am I going to kind of be a little timid about it? I'm going to be you know, not so sure. Oh, should I, should I sit down? Should I sit down carefully? You know, kind of you know, test the chair. Most times when we're going throughout our day, we don't, uh, if, if we go and sit down in a chair, we don't typically like inspect the chair. We don't, you know, we don't walk up to it and, you know, carefully sit down, making sure it, it holds. We just assume, because we trust, that whoever built that chair and whoever therefore placed it there, right, for one thing, they, they built the chair well, and the person who put it there for us, um, put it there in good confidence that it would hold the person who would next come and sit down in that chair. You can think about that if you're going to college classes, if you're going to work and you maybe you sit down at work in a chair, if you're just at home and or you're going to a friend's home um, or a family member's home and you, there's a chair there and you, just, you go and you sit in the chair and you don't really think about it. That's trust. It's putting your um, your belief in something that's so you don't have, you don't even have to think about it because it's just it's it's in your mind it's almost in your heart that you just trust this thing. That idea of the trust in the chair can be really translated into our trust in God. Right? Think about you know when you and we're going to go through some examples here when you face different things in life, you know hardships, times of uncertainty, times that you just don't know exactly what it is that you um, should do in the in the next situation that's coming, right? Is it automatic that you just trust in God or are you timid, right? And we're going to go through examples here to make this a little more solid, but keep that idea in mind. So the first example I, I have here about trust in God, and we're going to keep going back to that uh, first uh, passage that I talked about in the beginning in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, so this first uh, topic is our future, right? Do we trust God with our future? So think about, okay, and you can think about like different aspects of your future. You know, who you're going to marry, what job you're going to have. We're actually going to get into like career jobs later, but you can just think of that as, you know, kind of a future thing. Um, you know, future as far as am I going to be happy? Just these kind of these ideas of your future and, and what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, whatever. For some people, it can be very overwhelming. But as we're about to read in, in a passage I have here, we can trust God with our futures. Uh, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Right? Jesus is very clear here that to worry about our future 
is to have a lack of trust in God. Right? You cannot simultaneously trust in God and worry about your future or worry for any matter. Right? If we are worrying, and this is something that, that honestly has been on my heart this past week even, if we are worrying about anything, then that's telling God, God, I don't trust you in this. Right? God, I I don't trust that you are able to do what you have said in your scriptures and you have promised that you can do. So if we're thinking about our future, well, maybe it's, um, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years and it's kind of unnerving, right? Maybe, maybe you're, you find yourself at a place right now where you're still single and you really want, you know, to be married one day. You really want to have someone to spend your life with, but maybe you're single and you just, you're like, God, I don't know about my future with this. Like, I don't know if there's going to be someone that's going to, you know, come in into my life um, that I can marry and, and raise children with and, and all this. And, and we start to worry about that. And maybe you find yourself there now. And you're just, you, you don't know what that, what that next uh, step is into the future. Right? Jesus says, don't worry about that tomorrow. You know, don't worry about what's going on in the future. You can't control that. You're not there. But guess what? God is. So focus on today. Focus on what you can do today. And don't worry about today, but focus on today. Tomorrow will bring its own worries, right? It's kind of cool. He says today's trouble is enough for today. He um, he realizes and kind of, um, in a way, uh, sympathizes or empathizes with us that, look, today's going to have enough trouble of its own. That if we're thinking about tomorrow and the future and the next day and whatever, then we can't even focus on today to uh, make today the best day it can be right? Okay. So the next topic we have here is career, right? This kind of goes along with the idea of the future. Um, and it kind of narrows it down, um, into one specific thing. So, um, a a lot of times people, right, especially in our culture today, right? We come out of high school and then we, you know, there's either, you know, usually like there's, there's three big options that people talk about career, college, or military, um, and so maybe you came out of high school recently or years ago and you thought, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So you, you pick one route and you go there and now you find yourself at a spot that you're not quite sure about and you don't know if this is where God has you or this is where you even want to be or if it's something that you feel God has led you into and you can start to worry about your career, whether this career is going to be is going to make you happy, whether this career is going to be uh, fulfilling, whether this career is going to be what you feel God has really called you into, right? And you might be worrying that, well, maybe God has called me out already and I wasn't listening or or something like that. Um, I have a a quote here from from, uh, Billy Graham. It said, he said, uh, the most important advice I can give you is to seek God's will for your future. God knows all about you, and he made you into the person you are. He knows your gifts and abilities, and he also knows your limitations. Why not seek his plan for your life? Now, this can actually go back with our last topic about future, but also with career. And, and they are definitely intertwined. Um, I love how he says here that he knows your gifts and your abilities and your limitations, right? God knows what you can do and what you can't do, 
right? There are some things that God just has not gifted you with. God has not gifted us all with um, <laughs> the ability to play professional sports, right? You could be athletic and whatever, but if you're not at least, at the very minimum, like six feet tall, you're not playing in the NBA. That's just not happening, right? God has not gifted us all with the same abilities. And so often we just, we we worry about, oh man, I don't know if, you know, the career I'm going to go into, I'm going to be happy with. Well, look, and, and, and you can take Billy Graham's advice because um, he was just, you know, really like David, uh, a, a man after God's own heart. Um, you know, you, you can trust this advice here. Just seek God's will for your future, right? Especially in career. If you're unsure about, man, what, what's next, what, what the future holds for a career, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to be happy about this. Is it going to even pay the bills that, you know, I presumably want to have in the future, you know, to have a nice house, a nice car, to raise children, this and that. And the other thing, right, we... Again, going back to what I said earlier, if we're worrying about that, we're not trusting in God. And going back to that uh, Proverbs passage when it says, trust in, the Lord, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I want to camp out there in that second uh, part of verse 5, just for a second, where it says, and lean not on your own understanding. Right? We could dissect this. Uh, these two verses all day. Um, but this this part here where it says, lean not on your own understanding, that's really crucial, right? It's not just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, I get that. Trust in God, sure. But then he says, lean not on your own understanding. So often, we don't trust in God because we we comprehend whatever's going on and we trust that that is reality right we we see a situation that's going on around us and we think okay i know what's best now because of what i perceive because of my perception because of my understanding about what's going on i somehow know the best and i know what to do to get out of this or to um you know fix this situation that's so arrogant of us, if we're, if we're being honest. It is, because the reality is that we don't know everything. We have not been in every situation. God has been around way longer than humans and for the entirety of the human race and knows every single situation that could possibly happen. I, I don't know exactly. Um, I think it's in Ecclesiastes. I could be wrong. There's a verse in the Bible that basically says there's nothing new under the sun. Again, I forget where that's from, but that just popped in my mind because... God knows every single thing that could possibly happen to us. And so if, when we come into a situation and we think, oh man, this is, this is bad. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And to, uh, to specifically narrow it down to the idea of career, right? Oh man, I just lost my job. Or man, I, I'm getting into college, but I don't know what path to take to do the career I want or whatever, right? God has seen that literally a billion times. Right? There, are seven, there are 7 billion people on the earth right now. And 100 years ago, well, we'll say 110 years ago, none of them were there. And there was a completely different uh, population of humans. So take our generation and the past generation and the generations way back to the beginning of time. 
God has seen every single generation and their, their, their struggles and their trials and their worries. And he knows how every single situation is going to work out for all of those people. Every single one. So we don't have to worry about, oh man, I, I don't think I can handle this. I don't think I can get through this. God has seen it all. There's nothing new under the sun. Trust in God's understanding, not ours. Because if we trust in our understanding in a situation, guess what? We're not going to be happy. We're not going to have the joy of the Lord. We're going to be boggled down with worry every single day because for our understanding, this looks like a bad situation that I can't get out of, that I can't get out of happily, right? And we just start to to worry and it starts to weigh us down and to cripple us um, from the outside in. Really focus on this idea of not leaning on our own understanding. This has been something that I've personally struggled with because I'll be in a situation and my understanding of the situation always kind of, it pushes me to act or think um, in a certain way. And what I've just really been learning is that, look, trust in the Lord. I mean, you can read with any verse in the Bible, with any you know passage, whatever, you can read it and kind of get a general sense of what it's saying. Okay, on, on a very you know kind of surface, shallow level. But then you know, once you really dig into it and really understand it and how that applies, it becomes so much deeper, right? And I think this is a verse going back to our proverbs proverbs verse that just it's it's you can take it at a very shallow level. But you can also go so deep into it and start to really, um, you know, for a, for as short as it is, it's only two verses. It's like four lines. But, man, it can be so impactful. Don't lean on what you understand. Lean on what God has promised. Lean on what God has said to come. There are so many examples throughout Scripture, right? Think about the Israelites um, escaping Egypt, Right? From their understanding, from Moses' understanding in that situation, it looked like they were done, right? It looked like they were going to be taken out, killed, just completely destroyed. But God's promise was that he was going to deliver them. So if they relied on their understanding, specifically if Moses, right, as a leader, uh, relied on his understanding, what would have happened? He wouldn't have led them out. He would have lived in fear. He would have been oppressed by the fear and the worry and those Israelites would have never escaped and how, how would that affect our our current state of of reality today right apply apply that to your life you don't know where God's taking you next in your career but that's okay because your understanding is limited God's understanding is full and complete, and he knows every single thing that could possibly happen, but ultimately will happen. He knows what will happen. Nothing, nothing surprises him. So trust him with your career, and trust that his understanding far surpasses yours. Okay, and this last um, uh, sub subject I want to touch upon now in regards to trust is our money. Right? I thought this would be a great one just because um, trusting God with our money, it, it can be a hard, a hard thing. And it's, 
you know, it's not necessarily because there's a reason not to trust, right? But it's like anything else that we've been talking about. Worry will, if we let it, oppress us to do, um, to, well, to not do acts in the name of God, right? Take giving to your church, right? We should, as Christians, right, as a uh, as a precedent set from the Old Testament um, and talked about in the New Testament about giving to our churches, right, and tithing. Now, that is a financial uh, decision, ultimately, that every Christian has to make. And typically, the reason we don't or the reason we stop tithing or we decide never to in the first place, why, is because of worry, right? It's because we worry that, well, if I give 10% of my, right, my income to God, right, that's 10% that I can't have in my savings account or 10% I can't put into stocks or bonds or however you invest your money or, or do whatever with your money, right? We worry that giving to God it, we, we won't have enough. Really, it's what it comes down to. If we, if we give our money away to God, we're not going to have that for ourselves to take care of ourselves and our family and what, uh, what we need in our lives. And we start to worry and fear, and that fear and worry leads us to not give. Right? But if we're trusting in the Lord and leaning not on what we understand, but trusting in Him and submitting to Him, His ways, He will direct our paths. And that's the same thing for, for finances. Right? You hear some stories sometimes of people, um, obviously wealthy people, but you know, they started when they were younger, tithing at 10%, and then throughout their life they just kind of gradually increased that. Maybe it was to 12%, then 15 then to 20 and they just gradually increased it. And by trusting in the Lord and him directing their path, they've been able to actually increase their, um, their tithing, right? And, and to an extent of, I heard about a story years ago where someone was tithing at like 90%. Now, obviously they had, you know, they had good money to be able to tithe at 90%, but think about, well, how did they get there? Their whole life, their whole life, they increased how much they gave away, but somehow at the end of their life, they were wealthy enough that they were they were able to tithe, give away ninety percent of their income. Why? Because God honored their trust in Him and and them uh, following His direction, that He gave them the wealth to be able to give back to Him so much more, and yet they still had so much. This is the product of our faithfulness to God. Now, I'm not trying to, I'm not here trying to preach uh, prosperity gospel or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I am saying is that God does honor our giving. That is biblical, 100%. I'm not saying God's going to make you a billionaire. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is God honors our giving. So we can trust in him that when we give, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Now, that might mean we have to, we have to uh, uh, maybe um, st- uh, strengthen our budget, budget a little bit. Maybe it means we can't just throw away money on ridiculous things. Sure. Yeah, that might, that might mean that. But at the same time, God will take care of us. First Timothy, First Timothy 
chapter 6, verse 17 says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. This is an awesome passage right here. This is awesome. It's telling us that, look, money, it's fickle. It doesn't last. Right? When we die, we can't take our money with us. It's not a great thing to invest in. You know what is a great thing to invest in? Into God and his kingdom. So don't be so arrogant that you think your wealth is going to be able to like protect you and, and to keep you safe from, from all the troubles of the world. The only one that can do that is God. Right? So trust in him with your finances. Now, what am I saying? Am I saying, you know, if you're listening right now, am I saying to, to empty your bank account and, and give it all to, you know, to charity? I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is listen for God's direction, right? I'm not saying to give a certain amount away or, or anything like that. I'm saying listen to what God is saying. I'm not going to tell you how much to give. Listen to what God says. Now, yes, there's a, there's a biblical uh, precedent of, of giving 10%, sure. So start there. But then listen to what God is telling you to do. Listen if God's prompting you to give more. Or, you know, to give... Um, I wish Andre was on the show because something um, he used to do, and, you know, I'm sure you'd be fine with me sharing this, is he would just keep some money in his car. Um, this was a couple of years ago, um, and maybe he still does it. I don't know. But he would keep some money in his car um, just in case that, you know, he was in a situation somewhere that he felt God telling him to uh, give his finances out to someone, right? If someone needed help, if someone looked like they could use just a little bit um, of money, whatever, um, he, he would have some in his car just that he could give out and um, to bless people. And, and I think that's an awesome example of how we can just trust God with our finances. Um, you know, there aren't, there isn't just one way to do this. Again, it's, it's really trusting in God, letting him direct our paths that he will be able to lead us in, in doing what he wants us to do when he wants us to do it. And sometimes, like it says in, at the end of this, uh, verse here in first Timothy, it says, um, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment, right? It doesn't mean that by, you know, trusting God with your finances that he's going to take it all and leave you with nothing. No, no, no. Um, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you, right? Seek after his kingdom, trust in him, give him everything you possibly can in your trust, in your faith, and sometimes in your finances when he calls you to do that and watch how greatly he will bless you. Watch how immensely he will just pour back on. I have someone, a friend uh, close in my life that uh, told me once a story of her family that they were just going through some hard times, but they didn't stop tithing, right? And because of that, God has so richly blessed them today. Right, and it's obvious to see that he has blessed them because of their faithfulness. Right. Well, this 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 is something we can all do. Right. It. What, what does it take? It takes faith. It takes trust. Today, you're going to walk up to probably ten different chairs to sit down on them. Right. You're not going to be 
uncertain of, ooh, should I just sit down in this chair or should I uh, test it out, see if it's okay? You're going to sit down with the faith that it will stand. So today, in every situation you have, put your trust, your full trust and faith in what God has called you to do. Don't be finicky about it. Don't think, oh, I don't know about this, if it's going to stand. No, no, it will stand. Because we serve a God who can let it stand. So don't worry. Thank you guys so much for coming on the Faith Passion Podcast today. Uh, We are so excited uh, for this podcast and where God has brought it and where he's going to continue to grow it. Uh, Hopefully next time Andre will be on the show with me again. Um, It's not, not, not gonna lie, it's not been as fun uh, without him being able to, um, you know, do these, uh, these podcasts with and to talk about these ideas and, and converse and whatnot. So hopefully he'll be on next time. I know you guys will be blessed if he is as well. So again, keep praying for him to get home safely. Um, have an awesome day, guys. Go follow us on our social, our social media, and we will see you guys next time.